looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go! Well, the Michael Beale era is over at Ibrox, culminating in the 3-1 defeat to Aberdeen. Who is going to be the new permanent manager of Rangers and who do you want to see in that dugout? It came just after Celtic went seven points clear of the old firm rivals after the late, late show that Matt O'Reilly winner just hours after penning a new contract. And St Mirren still staying in the chase after the draw at the weekend. But the big talking point with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi, Barry, you first, has to be Rangers. Michael yeah. Bill, the news came late last night, he's gone. Did you think that was the case at five past five on Saturday? Yeah, I watched the game, Paul, on Rangers TV and um, that was my, my feelings straight after the game. After the performance, look, they started the game pretty well. They had a few chances where they, they should have took and went ahead. They didn't do that and it seems to obviously affect the, the players. And the game went on. I've got to be honest, Paul, at the end of the day, Aberdeen um, deserved their victory. And then I thought straight after it, um, yep, the time was, was going to be up for Michael Beale. I do think the Rangers board done the right thing, Paul, going back to the last international break after the Celtic defeat. I think they should have gave him time and they did give him time, but over the piece of the, the last three or four weeks, Paul, yeah, they've won some games, but some of the performances haven't been at the, the levels and the standards that are expected as a, a Rangers team. And ultimately that falls on the, the manager's shoulders. And now they've made a decision I've put Stephen Davis in place and I think come midway through the international break, I think Rangers will announce a new manager. I think they've got to be careful and make sure it's the right guy because I think that's seven managers they've had in the past five years. And if you look back in Rangers history, it's not really been like that. So they need to get somebody in that's going to steady the ship and be here for the, the long haul, the next three, four, five years. Um but I'm hard disappointed listen when Michael Beale got appointed Paul I wanted him to do well no doubt about that I wanted him to, to bring trophies back but it hasn't worked out that way I think the recruitment in the summer obviously there's huge question marks over that as well and listen when you suffer um, three defeats domestically in the league that's just no good enough for um, a club like Rangers so they've made the decision the board have acted and it'll be interesting to see over the next week to 10 days to see who they, they are going to bring, bring in to manage Rangers going forward Mark there can only be one winner in Scotland Celtic the benchmark for Michael Beale, what do you feel about it who is going to carry the can for this or is that an issue at all because they spent a lot of money in the summer to rebuild the Michael Beale team yeah I mean I think uh, it's Michael Beale's team he was backed by the board he was given the best part of a year um, two transfer windows plenty of time to get things right for the start of this season and he's failed Paul He's failed in so many counts. Um, couldn't beat Celtic when it mattered. Couldn't win a cup. Couldn't get him into the Champions League. And you lose three year opening seven league games. It's unacceptable for a Rangers manager. And had he not been dismissed uh, yesterday or immediately on, on Saturday night, 
then that would have said that Rangers Football Club and the hierarchy are willing to accept mediocrity. So they had to act on it and they need to now go and find an experienced manager. This will be John Bennett's full call with James Bisgrove. They did not um, fire Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, which in hindsight is a wrong decision. Um, and they can't go for um, an inexperienced man again. They had a guy with less than 25 first-team games um, under his belt um, as a manager and he failed. And Paul, the standards of Rangers, Michael Beale failed miserably. Yeah, it was becoming pretty toxic, the atmosphere. Um, and when that begins to happen, Paul, it is the end. And I think the board, listen, people were calling for it to happen right after the game. But I'm sure the board have to sit down and go through a process. You obviously come to an agreement. And obviously that came last night. And I, I think it was the, the best decision moving forward. Now they need to get it, need to get it right. In a positive note, I look at it, there's still in four competitions, Paul. Yep, they're seven points behind Celtic. I get it. It's a lot after seven games. They're in a semi-final of League Cup. I think they'll get out of this Europa League group stage because I look at the teams, uh, certainly Prague and Limassol at home, I think they'll take care of themselves. And the Scottish Cup is still to start up, so they are still in four competitions. Let's take some calls. 0808 17 17 700. First up is Derek, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Derek. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, Farrell. Uh, I was going to ask you, Farrell, but I think you've just answered the question. In hindsight, would you like to think you called it wrong after the Celtic game? No, I said that. I just said that, Derek, if you listen. I think the board... Yeah, listen, uh, but... Uh, Four games down the line. If you watch the last four games, instead of football, we were watching mistake winning back twenty years. Well, exactly. I'll still go in what I said, Derek, after the game. I think the board made the right decision. We keep Michael Beale as manager after the Celtic nah. game. Now, if you're going well, to come on and try and argue, that's up to you. Well, at the end of the day, it's probably close Rangers the championship because if they're sacked on that night, they might not be seven points. There's still thirty-one games to go. <sighs> Four points is catchable. Seven, I would think, is probably not catchable. But well, it's still possible. Yes, it's still possible, but at the end of the day, he should have been sacked that night. He should have been in the pre-season games. The stellar football we've been watching this year is absolutely dreadful. And see the new manager that comes in, he wants to strip the captain's job against having here. But that man is an absolute coward as a Rangers captain. He's defending on Saturday was disgraceful. And trying to cower away from the fans on Saturday night is not a Rangers captain. And it should, be, it should be stripped to the Rangers captain. The new manager's first position, why don't you strip James Tavernier and, and strip some of the duds that he's got there? Connor Golson should be sell at the first class fair window. Absolutely dreadful defender. Barry, what about the captain's position? With hindsight, maybe he would have changed it in the summer. What would you do? No, I, I said in the summer. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have changed that. Listen, it's all about opinion. Derek's got a, a totally different opinion from me. That's fine. But my opinion was I wouldn't have changed it. And, Mark, and a new manager coming in, he yeah. might look at it in a different. Derek, let me speak. Let me speak. So a manager might come in and have a different opinion. So he might change it. He might see it right to make a change as captain. So we need to see who that manager is, and if he comes in, then bear in mind you can't just get rid of these players. These players are in contracts. The players that brought in in the summer on three, four-year contracts. James Tavernier, Connor Golson, I think I've got another two years after this season. You just kind of just get rid of players. They have got contracts. And Mark, have you ever seen a situation where, as Derek would want, two months ago, 
sack Michael Beale before the season started because of what he'd seen. Mm. But it was his players that were chosen. So that's what I asked earlier. Where does the buck stop? Who, who chooses the manager? And this is such a, a vital choice coming up in the coming weeks who's yeah. going to be in the hot seat yeah I mean, I mean it's up to Derek I mean, and that, that's his opinion yeah, sure. he, he watches yeah. him every week I, I, I take it that, that Derek does goes to the games um, which is fine um, but I think they've been really really harsh had you sacked him um, you know in the summer or sacked him two or three games into the season I think the warning signs were there um, very much the Kilmarnock game the first uh, league game of the season and then the PSV and Celtic back to back it was a dead man walking um, from, from that day um, onwards now the manager's job Paul I've always said it and I think we all agree the manager's job is the most important job at the football club now I don't want to keep comparing it across the road to Celtic but ultimately Celtic's a benchmark they have been dominant for more than a decade why they've been dominant because most of the time if they'd write good managers look at their last two now, nobody'd heard Ange Postacoglu you can say they landed a wee bit lucky whatever the circumstances because Eddie Howe didn't take it they got themselves a top manager that won five out of six trophies they've replaced him with an elite manager who's won countless trophies and won them in this part of the world they were highly paid guys particularly Brendan Rodgers is probably the highest paid guy in the whole of Scottish football Rangers need to go and try and find someone like that so don't mess about you know, you look at some of the players that are probably giving 30, 40 grand a week to, then go and find a manager and see if you need to give them three million a year. Go and find it because you've got plenty of wastage that you could try and get shot of on, on that wage bill. The other thing about Rangers is, Paul, it's not just about the manager, it's the structure of the football club. Now, we believe that two or three of the scouts are going, John Brown, Billy Kirkwood, mm -hmm. people like that. They don't have a director of football. I think ultimately... With hindsight, and I said it in the summer, I think that was a mistake. I think Michael Beale took too much in his plate and whether that was enforced. But you need to find, so there needs to be key appointments made within the football department and maybe within the whole of the football club, but certainly in the football department to make you function um, properly. Because right now, if we're going to be brutally honest, Rangers are miles away from Celtic on and off the park and it needs to be addressed as quickly as possible. It can't ha happen overnight. In terms of captaincy, I think James Tavernier has been a brilliant servant for Rangers. I think he stepped up, scored a lot of important goals, a lot of assists. But if I'm the new manager, I would have a conversation with James and ask him, to be honest, do you want to be the captain or do you find it a bit of a burden? And there's nothing wrong with the fact that you know what, I've done my time, maybe look at somebody else. And for me, there's two candidates to be the next manager, uh, the next captain of Rangers and that's Jack Butland or John Souter. Give it to the one of the two of them and let them go and take the armband if James Tavernier feels that he'd rather be have it taken off him. Barry, what would you say on that? Yeah, it's all yeah. about having a conversation. That'll be the new manager's decision to go and sit down. That's naturally what a new manager does when he comes into a new team. He'll sit with the captain and the more experienced players. And listen, it's worth having a chat with him. Is he feeling the weight on his shoulders? Um, and then have a chat and, and make that decision. I don't think you should come in without even talking to him. No, no, no. You can't do that. that no, that's not the way. Yep. You lose him if you do that. That ain't the way to operate. But if you want to sit down and have a chat and see, see how he's feeling in terms of going forward, then they might come to a, a decision. Derek, do you have any idea who you'd like to see as manager? I would. I, I totally after the Celtic game, Paul. I would have liked. It, I would like Graham Potter, but I think uh, he's ruled himself out. And um, my next choice would have been Kevin Muscat. Uh, and he hasn't ruled uh, himself uh, out. So yeah. And and what's the case for Kevin Muscat? 
Well, he, he's won trophies, hasn't he? Uh, when Big Ann's left, he took over mm-hmm. as a manager. And he, he's won trophies. He, I know he only played for the club for a short time, but he would probably know the demands of the fans. Because the fans are right, split right down the middle just now. And some fans aren't watching this time. I've put more, more, more watching and the players that have been bought in. And ultimately, the buck shops and the manager. Some people just aren't watching the captain either, Barry. And I know what you're saying, uh, but name the one game that he's taken with the scruff of the neck, like you did in the Scottish Cup final against Celtic. You took the game with the scruff of the neck that day when we won 3 2 against Celtic. You single handed like grab Rangers with the scruff of the neck and when we were 2 1 down. You won Rangers in that cup that day yourself single handedly. I know you didn't score the winning goal, but you, you dragged Rangers from the deck that day when they were 2 1 down. The only one game that James Tavernier has grabbed people for the scruff of the neck and dragged them forward. I know people say he's assisting his goals. See, for every goal he scores, he causes a goal at the other end one week later. Barry, I'm sorry, yeah, he split his decision. Listen, I, I have no problem with Derek having an opinion on, on James Tavernier. There's a lot of fans got opinions on James Tavernier. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm not just saying it because I'm an ex-player. I think he's a good player, James Tavernier. I don't know what he's like inside a dressing room. On the pitch, I don't think he's a ranter and raver or, or grab somebody by the scruff of the neck or is... As Derek's mentioned, Jared, grab a game by the, the, the scruff of the neck. Um, but listen, I think overall, the bigger picture, I think he has been a good player for, for Rangers, James Tavernier. 100%. But in terms of going forward as a Rangers captain, that might be a decision for James when the new manager arrives to sit down and have a chat. Have it, Martin used a good word, a burden on him at this moment in time. Because genuinely, when you're captain at a club, when you lose games of football, it's the captain that gets it and that's just the way it is at Rangers I'm afraid next up Paul is on the line thanks Derek for that call 0808 17 17 700 Paul you're through what's your point? thanks Paul because I know it's going to be a busy show tonight but um, just to pick up what Derek's saying there I agree 100% I was at a game I've been at a lot of games this season and uh, you know what I've been for your your show about James Tavern here listen it was hostile in there on Saturday it was toxic Uh, I don't, want to, I don't want to take away anything for the guy's character. No, he's a good player. I can't take away, Barry, what you're saying there. He's scored great goals for us and whatnot. But I'll be honest with you, I've said since day dot, if we were going to have a new start at Rangers, we need a new, a new manager and a new captain. Just just to start afresh. He's now been under nine managers, if my reckoning's right. And he's, he's been a failure under all of them. And, and well, that might not be down to solely James Tavenier. It could be circumstances, but... Derek's right there, that caller. Michael Beale had a chance in a League Cup final, failed. He had a chance in a semi-cup final, failed. That was red flags. But James Tavernier has unfortunately been a main part of that. Now, he came round that stadium and I seen Connor Goldson and a couple other guys straight up the tunnel. James Tavernier's trying to flag them back. He's lost the dressing room. And Barry, I, I can't see any other way. I looked at the players and they just walked away and he looked back at them as if to say, come back out here. Yeah. He wandered round and he wanted to get attention of a certain crowd at that game and Nathan Neaver gave him it tough. That's ended James Tavenier in my opinion. He has, he has to go and we have to get a, a brand new start. Celtic did it under Paul McStay. Uh, he, he, great guy. But he, he went through a period of failure with Celtic and, and they had to start afresh. And I think, listen, the style of football has been absolutely woeful. I've went to all the, the pre-season friendlies. I kept thinking, it's got to click, it's got to click. And it didn't click. Barry, what would you say, of course, James Tavenier... Well, 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 it's going to change now because the manager's yeah. not going to be there. So a new manager's going to come in 
I think the Rangers board have acted. I said to you, listen, I thought after the Celtic game, he deserved more time. Watching that game on Saturday, and you used a word there, Paul, it was toxic. Listen to it. My son was at the game, spoke to him straight after it, and it, it, it's, it's, it's bad. So I, I knew there was a decision had to be made. They've made it. And now a new manager's going to come in and start afresh. But what he can't do is he can't change the squad, Paul. Sure. Can't do anything about that. You're, you're in October, nothing mm. can happen to January. And even at that, you've got a lot of players that come in in the summer on long-term deals that I think you're going to struggle to, to get rid of if you want to get rid of them. Do you think those players, asking both of you and Paul, a Rangers fan, are good enough to be coached to still win, to chase Celtic in the title or to and to win the League Cup? Say that again. What? So the, the players that are there, right, they're uh -huh. stuck with those players just now. With the right coaching, could they come good? It's a good question. Could they come good? I, I need to see more. I've said out of all the signings, the only one that's really shone through is your goalkeeper. Yeah. Everyone's Jack saying Butland. that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they need to show a hell of a lot more going forward but a new manager make that difference who knows we'll just need to wait and see but he's not got a magic wand he can't change it he can't go out and sell or punt yeah. them or, or get rid of them or free them in their contracts these guys are on as I mentioned long term deals and big money where they wouldn't get anywhere else Mark a yeah, they, they should be better, Paul, and I think there's more to come from I just don't think it clicked with Michael Bione's staff, with the, with the new players. I don't think the recruitment was great, and you, you, you would really need to question now why you'd be spending millions and millions to bring in what you brought in and you're selling Cholak and Sakala, for, for example. doesn't make sense. However, a new manager coming in, Paul, whoever that's going to be in the next two or three weeks, what a start. Potentially 180 minutes away if he winning a trophy. Mm -hmm. Rangers have only won two major trophies in a decade. This is a guy that's got a chance to win a trophy inside nine or ten weeks. Hearts at Hamden, uh, early November, and then you win that one, you've got a cup final on December the 17th against uh, Aberdeen or Hibs. So it's a brilliant opportunity. <laughs> the flip side of that is, if he does not do it, it puts his sail under yeah. serious if, if you don't deliver that there's a chance you take Mark I've got a worry all day long I mean it's still, it's still an attractive job like I said they've really got to go all out for it make the manager get the best possible guy that you can get in and if you need to throw a few quid at it throw a few quid at it just look across the city what happens you get an elite manager and Celtic are clicking under Brendan Rodgers they're starting to motor certainly domestically and whoever the new guy is at Ibrox is going to take a, as we've always said, you know, it's brilliant to be the manager of Rangers, but what a job you've got in your hands because ultimately you need to go and beat, beat Celtic and that's not going to be an easy task for anyone. And to be fair there, Paul, to James Tavernier, he won, he led you to the title and stopped the 10. To be fair, if you're yeah. James Tavernier listening, yeah. so I've got to say, see yeah. Colin James and Paul yeah. and Derek, Colin James Tavernier, I feel you, I think it's horrible to term, yeah. to, to use that, Paul. I don't think it's fair at all you know he's yeah as a Rangers supporter you must be you know frustrated that he's not delivered more but to call James Tavernier a failure and pin a lot of it on him I think is really really unfair that said I think he, I, I think he would benefit from getting the captaincy taken off him I really think he would at Paul, this stage yep I can, so thanks for the back Paul I, right okay Maybe can pick words a little bit better, right? But yeah, yeah. I'm obviously yeah. emotional, yeah, right? Sure. Because I love my team and everything else. But yep. I also think 
um, a guy sitting there next to Mark, who Barry Ferguson, Amoruso, Terry Butcher, Richard Goff. Aye, they've led teams through. But what I, I respect James Tavernier in the sense that Barry and that led Rangers at a different period in time, different board, all yep. that stuff he was going through. I'll never take that away from the guy, never. But I just feel. I've been, I suppose I'm emotional about it because I've been saying for day dot, we need a fresh start, it's not just a manager, I just think we need a clean out of leadership, and Butlin is a name one of you mentioned there, and I think, that I've seen the guy in the pre-season games, he's out there and he's shouting about, and, and I just see that leadership to him, from a fan's point of view, that might sound naive, right, as a fan, but just seeing in the stand, I just see a different type of dimension, and, and like you said, it might take the pressure off him, because I think, to be fair, James Tavernier must be scunnered with it, I don't be wrong, yeah. it's a Scottish term. Yeah. He must be fed up with sure. saying the same thing again and again and again. I think it takes a bit of pressure off him as a guy. As I said, I respect him. Yeah, he's, he's only human. He's only yeah, human. We're going to have to go to the break. What, what's the name, Paul? Throw it in. The, Bo- the Bodo Glump guy. I can't pronounce his name. The Bodo Glump guy. Nutson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done well. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because though. I know James Bennett's, um, John Bennett's, sorry, statement that they're going to take their time, but they know they need to get this this one right. And I, I think it's got to be before the next game after the international break, Paul. I, I think you need to get him in, you need to get him used to the players and he needs to spend a bit of time on them and just get the decision right. Because um, the Rangers fans, emotions are running high. I, I Paul, yeah. yeah, Derek before, yeah. my emotions sure. are running high. Yeah. It's, it's listen. It's my, my ex team. It's a team that I've, I've supported a long time. It's a hard, it's hard to watch. I watched it on Saturday and I felt after it for the first time because I'm desperate. Whoever's sitting in that hot seat, you're desperate for them to do well. But it just it was clear that that was the end. And as I said, the, the fans are the best judges, in my opinion. There, they've had enough and they expect um, the next appointment. No expect. I think the next one has got to be bang on the button. Paul, thanks for your call. Lord's coming in, 0808 17 17 700. It's your first chance to talk. Rangers fans, Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy are here next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson... And Mark Guidi will talk Celtic shortly. That was the late, late show, Mark, wasn't it? So 87 minutes, nil-nil. Celtic go one up. Muller will make it 1-1 in 90, what, five minutes? And 97th yeah. minute, Matt O'Reilly pops up. 2-1 Celtic. Yeah, a, a big three points for, for Celtic, Paul. You know, said it was we knew it was going to be tough. You know, I think we all said that on, on Friday night. Motherwell were going really well and Celtic would have to be um, bang on it. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, you talk about drama in the last four or five minutes. You know, as a part of the feels for, for, for Motherwell, for Stuart Kettwell and these players putting so much into it. And then you've got to credit Celtic for uh, keeping going to the to the last minute. And I have to say, what a finish. You know, in the final minute of the game, everything on the line uh, like that. It was a fantastic finish from Matt O'Reilly, as we said on Friday as well. He'd be one for a, a new contract and he's got it. So at the moment, big game on Wednesday night. I hope we like so Champions League. But domestically, Celtic's going to take a bit of stopping, Paul. It's absolutely clicking under Brendan Rodgers. We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers soon. We'll hear Michael oh, Beale. Yeah. So Saturday for yeah. myself. Do you think that affected the decision, Barry, if there was still just the four points? So if Celtic had lost or drawn, let's no, say. Paul, no. I, I've spoken about this many a times. When Celtic are playing, I expect Celtic to get the yeah. three points. So that makes sure that I need to do my job 
and get three points for my team. Um, and listen, if Celtic go seven points, that should, that should make you even more determined to clock back to um, the four points. Um, but listen, again, what that shows me is there's a spirit starting to build at Celtic. Mm-hmm. When 95 minutes when Blair Spittle scores, then what? fair play yeah. to Celtic for um, going into the, the final seconds of the game. Um, and, and getting that winner. Here's Omar on the line, the big Rangers fan. Good evening, Omar. Hi, good evening, gents. How you doing? Good evening. Yep, fine, thanks. How are you and what's your point about your team? Yeah, well, a little bit kind of anxious, I guess, to to what the future holds. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of, I'm glad, I guess, we was gone, but at the same time, this, what, this, I guess the new manager's Hands are a little bit tied and limited to what resources they can use. They're going to have to use the players they've got, as you guys have said on the show. So mm-hmm. really, really, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think my, my point was really, yeah. I, I think Cantwell has a lot to give. And I'd really like to find what Barry's views are, like specifically kind of focusing in on Cantwell. Because I, I, I find that he's quite a similar player. I know we've not seen much of him, but the way he dribbles, the way he holds the ball, the way he distributes the ball... I found it quite, um, out of any other midfield we've seen, Jack, Lundstrom, I would say Cantwell's probably closer to what Barry used to do for the club. I know obviously he's had a little bit of time there, but I think there's a lot of potential in Cantwell just to see what Barry's thoughts were. Barry, what do you feel? I don't think we've seen the best of Todd Cantwell this season, Paul, if I'm being honest. I like what I've seen last year when he came in in January. Um, I just think he was playing on the left side, he played on the right side. Then he played just behind a main striker. I think his best position is centrally. Um, but he needs to be... How could I put it? Um, he needs to play the position. I feel that he, in games he was going to try and make things happen. I like that in a player, I do. But he was running out of position far too much. But I think if he plays centrally and he's playing in a certain position, he can bring a lot to the, the Rangers team. Um, but it's when he's going to be back. Is he going to be back after after the international break I believe so um, but we need to see more from a player certainly listen he's got brilliant attributes he can control the ball he can obviously manipulate the ball he can make that pass he's got a, a goal in him but again I'm being greedy I, I, I need to see more for these players and I've not seen enough from these players since obviously the start of the season we disappointed with the midfield as well at the weekend yeah, I, I, I wanted to see more. Like you can say that Omar's just mentioned Cantwell's missing, Raskin's missing. Um, but you've got Jack and you've got Lundstrom and you've got Cifuentes. Um I just felt he looked lost watching the game. Cifuentes. Um, I, I, I think he's got, again, he's another player that I think's got good attributes. I don't know where his best position is, whether that's an anchor in midfield, a number six, or he's a number eight or ten. Still... I, I'm undecided. Um, yep, I expected more. I expected more in general, Paul. If I'm being honest with you, look the start. You can go on about the start of the game and the chances they created. For me, forget that. It's what happened after that which disappointed me. And listen, it disappointed every single Rangers fans that was inside that stadium and obviously watching the game at home. Omar, have you any idea who you'd like to see take over from Michael Beale? Well, I've posted on a couple of. Um, okay. forums previously uh, someone with grey hair and a bit of experience about them with the good you know I think that's what's 
what's missing international experience plus no the Scottish game. I don't know if that's too much of a, a Christmas wish list, but um, to be honest, there's no no names that strike out me straight away. Um, Muscat maybe, but someone has to have experience, has to have the years under the belt, um, and and that's one trophies that's, that's that's an out and out winner. So okay. whether or not Rangers can. We can, we can we can you know appeal to people like that, especially with the budgets and things. I don't know, but um, yeah, there has to be right because we've had too many managers oh, sure. over the last you know seven eight years. Well, Barry was saying what yeah, seven I, managers? Yeah, but five years. Omar's making the point that I made five or ten minutes yeah. ago. My worry is the new manager comes in and, and what's going to be available in yeah. in January. And as I said, Paul, it's not as easy as just saying I'm getting rid of him. I'm getting rid of him. These yeah. guys are on. Yeah. Contracts. That's the reason why you sign a contract, um, and it's hard to shift players if they're not going to be part of your squad. So there's going to be a lot of work needed. If a new manager comes in and wants to, obviously, want to bring his own players and stamp his own authority on a team. So that's the thing that's worrying me more than anything else that the the new manager has got to come in. But listen, it is a blank canvas, and these players are clearly struggling. Yeah. They're clearly struggling, and maybe a new manager come in. It might energise him. Hopefully, no, it might. Hopefully, it does energise him. Thanks, Omar. Here's Chris from Govan. Hi, Chris. You're through to Barry and Mark. My, my, my point's to Barry more than Mark. Okay. Sorry, Mark. But my point <laughs> is, right, I heard right at this, um, on the last few callers, James Cavanaugh has to have the captaincy removed and give it to who exactly? Because... I watched the Rangers game on Saturday and I didn't see any leadership coming from any one of them on the park. The only one you could possibly say could get the captaincy, being brutally honest, is probably Conor Goldson. And what happened at full time as soon as the whistle blew? He went up the tunnel. Now, I'm not being funny. In all the years I watched Barry Ferguson captain Rangers or play for Rangers, it didn't matter if they won or lost. He always went and applauded the fans. You're on 20 grand a week. You take the flack. These guys have paid hard-earned money. They've gone to their work. They've paid 30 quid, whatever it was, for a ticket. They bought season tickets or whatever. Right? Yes, you've been beaten. You don't disappear. You take the flack. And then you go, yes, yeah, these fans are right. That was unacceptable from any professional footballer to disappear straight up a tunnel and not stay back and take the flack. Yeah, but Paul, it's the hardest thing when you lose a game. And you, you need to face the music. Have you had it? Paul... I had it a number of times. I had it even coming off leading at half time with the fans not happy with the performance. Coming off at 1 0 up or 2 1 up. It's, listen, I'm afraid it's part of the makeup when you're at Rangers. You're at a club where you're expecting and demanded to, to win and perform. Um, and yep, I thought sometimes, listen, it's no nice when the fans are giving you it. But you need to face the music, I'm afraid. You need to go around and, and be brave and show that listen right I know it's no good enough I need to do something about it and Mark Chris is saying there's no obvious candidate it, it does Chris yeah. makes a good point I, I mean I know there's a, a huge clamour and it always uh, seems yeah. to be when Rangers suffer a defeat James Tavernier and, and listen I think James knows himself when you've got that armband on it does fall on your shoulders because you're the guy you're the leader on the pitch but again I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself who do you replace? Who do you replace James Tavern uh, James Tavernier with? Who is a? Exactly. Is there if an you, answer, Mark? What would you do in terms of the captaincy? Yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be, I would have a conversation with, with 
with James Tavernier and I look at and I think sometimes James Tavernier you wouldn't imagine that anyone wants it I, I want to give up the captaincy they might no, see that sure. as a sign of weakness yeah. but it's not it's not a sign of weakness to be honest and do what's best for yourself and if you do what's best for yourself ultimately you're doing what's best for the team so therefore looking at it looking at his body language I think one of the callers earlier was maybe Paul said James Tavernier's probably scunnered there because he seems to be a scapegoat for all the all the failures over a number of years Rangers so maybe it would benefit him just to take it off Jack Butland to me looks like a leader John Souter I think's a leader um, Butland's probably more vocal um, than than, uh, than uh, John Souter other than that I don't see anybody um, at all who would who would be worthy of the armband Barry you had experience of this because you took over from Lorenzo Amoruso yeah and it was um, listen I had a brilliant dressing room to be fair Paul I've spoken about this a number of times and it comes up quite a lot um, whether I'm out and about speaking to mm. people and it was it, it was sore on Big Ammo I, I could yeah. tell he was hurting um, but one thing I will say about him is he was one of the first guys that came and congratulated me and he helped me about anything that I wasn't sure about and I wanted to talk about I could go to him but then I had like guys like Arthur Newman yeah. Yeah. your De Boers etc etc and it has happened before yeah mm. Thanks for bringing it up. I have been part of that. Uh, but, you were, but it was a tribute to you. You were a young. What age were you? Twenty-one. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And yeah. Amoruso. But was, I, I, can I tell you one yeah. thing? When it gets offered to you, you listen. You never knock it back. Because listen, you can get offered it once and never, never been again. Never yeah. be offered that again. And um, was I too young and too inexperienced to to have it? Of course I was. But there was no way, no way in earth I was um, knocking it back. And I've got to credit my teammates. My teammates were absolute brilliant with me as a uh, listen it's okay captain in your your youth team or the reserve team or the under 21s at Scotland but nothing compares to obviously captain and um, Rangers and then listen I made a, a number of mistakes um, but the good thing is I had good managers good coaches and brilliant teammates beside me and a brilliant family as well Chris any final point you want to make before we move on no, 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 that, that, that was it. It was just obviously, That's Barry, obviously yeah. just to find out who he thought could be the next captain if, if James Cavanaugh is to be replaced. Because, to be honest, as I said, I didn't see any leadership from any one of those players on that park. And Chris, what about the manager's position then? So it's going to be Stephen Davis just now. What do you think? If you were <laughs> the board of directors, who would you be going for? To be fair, as you know, I'm a Celtic man. I think it's going to be somebody... It's, it, you're not going to get a massive name and the reason for that is because if you look at that group of players you can pick the Pep, Pep Guardiola I don't think could motivate those players there is so many players in that park who when I watched who are just sorry to say this word rotten I mean Bessels I mean come on he's I mean someone on another radio station described him as Kevin Kyle from Nigeria and that's no disrespect to Kevin Kyle you know, he's, there's Lammers, Sifuento. I mean, some of these players have got no dig. There's no fight. There was no fire. And the Rangers fans know that, and that's partly why. Well, Michael Beale spoke after it when he was still there as manager. He spoke to Sky about the fans' reaction to the 3-1 defeat. Oh, I feel for him. I feel for him because we shouldn't be losing a game like that at home. We've, there's a thousand excuses if you want to look for them with the players that are out, but they're still the team we had out today, had enough control in that game and had big moments and they expect, and we all expect ourselves to execute and we create chances like we did. We didn't, and if you don't defend in your box off set plays, which is the danger that Aberdeen gave us today, then you get everything that comes your way. 
Yeah, do, do you know what? I'm just thinking back in the game. I, I'm only thinking of the, the yeah. result mm-hmm. full time, the goals, the first goal. Now, yeah. I don't care if you're a five foot eight midfielder and you're marking somebody at six yeah. foot four or whatever, you just don't give them space. You, you make them work for it, and it was far too easy. Um, and the, the rest of the goals, it was just defending. They've got to defend, you've got to put your body in the line, Paul, at times. Um, unfortunately, Rangers didn't do that and it's cost the manager his job and now Rangers need to go and get what I mentioned there yeah. the seventh manager I think in, in five years the second manager in the last ten months it's very unlike Rangers what's Stephen Davis going to be like I know it's do you know what he'll do yep. he's, he, of course he's inexperienced but he'll bring a bit of calmness is that what he's like yeah he'll bring a bit yep. of calmness he, he, he was very quiet and reserved in the dressing room Devo you seen what it was like on the football pitch, and I, I would imagine he'll be the same in the dressing room. Listen, the players will be their confidence will be blowing their snake's belly at this moment in time, Paul. So what he'll come in and he'll try and just file them up a wee bit, um, and just try and set them up in a manner that they make sure they try and win these next two games. Um, and then the meanwhile, the Rangers board will need to be banging their heads together and making sure the next appointment is the, the right appointment um, to take Rangers forward as I mentioned before Paul for the next three, four, five year and Mark it's going to be crucial isn't it that they try and steady the ship because they've got a cup semi-final they could be two games away from silverware and it can change things it's not going to be a magic spell but a vital few weeks for them take them to the October break because there's almost two weeks off then isn't there? Yeah I mean Paul at this stage for Rangers uh, every game's um certainly on Thursday night I would just say don't, don't lose a game if you come back for Cyprus for a point I think that's more an acceptable given the start that, that's absolutely fine you need to go to Paisley and win on Sunday you know the, the, the new manager coming in if we take it for granted that Celtic will beat Kilmarnock at Parkhead you can't have the new guy coming in 10 points behind um, sure. so you know, give him something decent to go and um, build on so yeah every game pretty much is must win now going to take a quick break yeah, they need to win the next two games yeah and well, I'm not being disrespectful to well, Limassol. Yeah. Limassol are struggling. And the separate league that's no the strongest, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I would expect. And listen, I hope Devo goes and, and I'm sure he'll, he'll do himself justice. He, he will. He'll get them organised. He, he knows he knows the club inside out, yeah. which is which is very good for um, this group of players. And I'm sure he'll go and he'll, 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 um, he'll do his best to get the, the three points on Thursday and that one at the weekend. I wait to sit Monday as well. It's, um, it's not the easiest um, game to go into, but it's Rangers that you need to win it. Apart from that, how was the weekend? Uh, not the best, Paul, let's be honest. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's almost like a Rangers special here. After the news last night came in, about 9.30, 9.45, that Michael Beale had parted company with the club. I think the chairman, the chief exec, had spoken with the board over the 24 hours Saturday night. They wouldn't have expected that it was coming, Barry, at the start of this season. There were such great expectations, but you feel it was the right time. Give them up until now, but when you lost 3-1 in the manner that Rangers lost to Aberdeen would have yeah, been part of it. Yeah, and listen, you, you could hear the reactions. Uh, the most important people in the football club, and that's the, the, the fans, as I said, Paul. It became a bit toxic. Um, and listen, these things don't happen straight away, but they've obviously... Went straight into discussions and they decided 
the part company with Michael Beale and now Rangers have got a massive job in their hands to make sure that they get the right man and to replace Michael Beale. Do you know who it's going to be? Do, do they know? What? know? No. Do you know what? I, I don't. I don't. Is I, I think it needs to be experience. Uh, people are saying about Muskie and I actually I, I know Muskie I know what type of guy character he is the best one to ask is obviously Oz because he's closer but um, one thing about him fiery fiery guy but he's got experience he's been a manager now for 10 years just over 10 years yeah. so it's not like he's a rookie boss mm -hmm. he's managed in, in Australia and obviously he's at yeah. in Japan at Postacoglu's old club won the championship last year um, got a real attack-minded philosophy playing the game so no do you know what Paul I honestly don't know I don't know but the Rangers board have certainly got a, a job in their hands to make sure they get the right man for it going back in the lines but Mark some of the names there's so many Kevin Muscat we mentioned Derek McInnes yeah. Neil Warnock was mentioned yeah. as well you know short term Jesse Marsh any well, thoughts I, I there's a few Kevin Musk. yeah there's, there's a few kicking around Scott Parker mentioned Frank Lampard I think he's doing Sky Sports tonight no doubt he'll be asked um, about it. I think that what that tells you and Reno Gattuso has been mentioned I think what that tells you what Barry's saying there is why exactly why the board must sit down and interview three or four yeah, candidates actually go deep yeah. go deep because I don't think there is an outstanding candidate um, another thing as well Paul see, ultimately it's about delivering success that's what you've got to do as a Rangers man you've got to go and win win trophies but I think also what they've got to whoever the new guy is going to be where I think I think Michael Beale let Rangers down um, several times. I don't think he represented the football club well enough on certain occasions. And I think he was going for cheap shots to curry flavour. You know, not mention Celtic by name, having a go at Chris Sutton, Colin Ange, Postacoglu, Lucky. All back fan. you got to go and win games. Ultimately, that, that might buy you a game or two. But don't get involved, you know, don't get involved on the other side of the city. Concentrate on your own football club. Like I say, I think, he, you know, he went in, I think... Either way, the 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 treatment of going behind Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's back and attending a game, the Aberdeen I, game, ironically, was terrible. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah. terrible, and they should have known um, better than, than than to do things like that. So, just his press conferences contradicted himself from one week to the next. Um, mixed messages, saying too much mm -hmm. at times, and all that. Is that that Paul? You know, they're all wee things, but all goes into the mixed actually doing what you're there to do and that is deliver success so the new guy you know I'm sure he'll be experienced or it should be experienced enough to know how to handle but if not you've got to get taken aside and told all the different things that you've that you've got to get right and the first thing I would say is don't get involved in what's going on with our side don't try and cheat shots concentrate on your own football yeah. club getting a squad together that's capable of winning enough games to deliver trophies here's Daniel a Rangers fan who's called 08 08 17 17 700 good evening Daniel how are we doing, guys? All right? Yeah, fine, thank you. What's your point? Um, well, to be fair, obviously there's quite a few, but we could be here all night if uh, yeah. I, get, I get them all. But no, to um, go with the likes of Mark, I can uh, agree with the likes of Anne Barry, where I, Michael Beale, it was a it was a tough job to take on um, at the very beginning. And I know there's going to be so many folk out there that say that he should never have had the job in the first place. But the guy, to, to give him his, his chance, we thought we were going to get somewhere this season. Um, I don't know 
if Barry would agree with me with the idea of captaincy wise, fair enough to having you. He's been a terrific servant, as many have said, in Butland for for his words at the weekend um, with the post match interview. I thought he spoke really well. Mm-hmm. He took he took the flak fair enough, um, and I maybe as I say for Butland for me as a as a candidate for captain, fair enough. I can see it. Um, but Tavenier I can see that he is going up yeah. just by looking at him Barry what were you going to say there? Yeah, yeah I agree I listen obviously as I do after every Rangers game I listen to the manager and I listen to whatever players put in front of the camera and I, I did think Jack Butland handled the situation pretty well the way he spoke and listen if you listen to Jack Butland doing interviews um, he knows how to handle the occasion and he's very honest which I think fans appreciate You've got to be honest, Paul. You, you can't hide when you're not playing well and when you suffer uh, bad results and you don't use injuries as an excuse because I, I looked at that Rangers team and I had enough. had enough to beat Aberdeen, who, let's be honest, have not had the best of seasons. Mm-hmm. Just the last couple of games, yeah. I've had a, a couple of good results against Ross County um, at home and then away in the Cup. But I liked his honesty. Um, and we just need to wait and see what the new manager does decide. But... It does look like there's a lot on uh, James Tavernier at this moment in time. I just think sometimes he's an easy target, Paul. I'll be honest. I don't know if you agree, Mark. I, I do totally. That. Yeah. Easy target. He's, he's a scapegoat. And mm. it's it's because he's been there for so long. But he's, look, we've said it so many times. 300 grand, you know, eight, nine years ago. What a signing he's been. Yeah, you know, it can weigh him down. Maybe he shouldn't have been the captain, but he can't knock it back. And by the way, Rangers would be a lot worse off had he not been there, Paul, you know? So... What about Graham Souness, who was in town on Saturday night? It was the evening. In yeah, of I do Smith. think they need to get people back at the club that do that know mm-hmm. what it, what it's all about. Do you be a sort of director of football? Yeah, he could. I don't know if they're yeah. going to go down that route. I, I, I'm sure. That I don't think Michael Beale was keen on having a, a director of football. And, and listen, they take a lot away for the manager. You can just mm-hmm. concentrate on what's happening on the training field and making sure you're preparing your team for the most important thing and that's getting three points and winning for the t- uh, winning for the club uh, don't get involved in transfers yep I want this player player A, B, C, D and E go and get him I'm just going to focus on what I've got now and work with that until you get, you bring that player to, to my training ground and then we can work for there so yep I do think they may need to go down that, that route um, and soonest yeah, I think he's brilliant to listen yeah. on, the, on the TV and I think he's got a lot to offer but I seen he was in chat and sorry talks with him um, a month or two ago, and obviously it, it petered out and nothing happened of it. Well, one thing about Graham Souness, Paul, if you're going to take him on, you've got to be prepared to hear the truth and hear things that you might not like because mm-hmm. he's got standards. I've worked he's him. Got, yeah, oh, you've worked oh, him. He signed you. Yeah, but, but Barry, and maybe that's what Rangers need mm-hmm. as but well. I'll but tell you what, behind, I, you know? he signed me for Blackburn, yeah, and um, I, I had a real poor game, and we get beat off Leeds and they came in and they told me I was the worst signing ever did he? yeah I was like right <laughs> I couldn't say anything because I, I never played well but, and then yeah. do you know what I'd done with that but I, went, I was raging obviously I didn't know what yeah. he sent him back yeah. <laughs> I waited again in the shower before yeah. I said something and then they got on that bus and I thought to myself well do you know what I need to go and prove to him go and work harder and then say, by the way see that next game you yeah. pick me and I was thinking he was going to leave me but he did he picked me for the next game and then obviously how did you I'd, play? yeah I'd yeah. done alright I'd done yeah. better and I did at yeah. Leeds right enough um, but I, I liked it 
I like somebody who's been straight down the middle and that's when Mark makes a brilliant point he is straight mm. and I think that's the best way to be so I, quite a lot of people don't like it could he be the manager again? Oh, he's, he's 70 now Paul I, I don't, don't think, think he's managed and I don't think he just swam the channel a few yeah, months no, no, ago he's brilliant no listen he looks absolutely <laughs> But Mark, you know, it's not working at the moment. And no, we all say, oh, I, I football. I, I, Barry's I, just said sometimes there's too many voices. What a shoulder to yeah. lean on. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're a manager and you've got somebody like that above you that you could just pick up the phone or walk yeah. up the stairs to say the kudos of having him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. General manager. You know, yeah. Something like that. Somebody that you know, he'd right. been the building three or four. Uh, days a week, you know, and I think he's he maybe thinking about moving back to uh, moving to Portugal. But I'm sure the Rangers' job is something that that, that pulls at him, Paul. It pulls at his heartstrings for obvious reasons. Ryanair for Presswick to Portugal. It's, it's only but, two but, hours. But like I say, if you're going to get him in, yep. whether you're in the football department, a manager, a coach, a player, or you're behind the scenes in the hierarchy, you better be prepared to listen mm -hmm. to some home truths and see if you don't meet his standards, you'll go. He won't hang about. He won't be associated with mediocrity. He will go. So if you're going to bring him in, be prepared to go the whole hog. And could you, is there a role for Graham Souness at Rangers under the current circumstances? I would say yes. Daniel, do you think you can catch Celtic in the league? Um, well, as Barry had said, there's 31 games to go. Um, it's it's possible. Um, and to also agree with the, with the guys there, Soonest, eh, I think that's the kind of guy we need to basically give, give players. I know you know go in and read the right act, but some of them need to know exactly what it means. I mean, for years, I grew up watching eh, one of the best captains that's sitting next to you that now mm -hmm. could easily go into that dressing room and say to these boys, this is what it means. For some, they know there's, there's a few that I can understand it. Obviously, Butland gets it. Yeah. The big man understands it. Um, Dessers, I don't know. Lammers, I feel I feel for the big guy because he's obviously, I think he's trying a wee bit too hard. Obviously, watching him with some games, we're ready to line a shot up. Take it. Have have a wee bit of have a wee bit of gumption to hit, hit it. Test the keeper. I just I don't know whether Mark and Barry would agree where you see him mm -hmm. he's got a shot to line it and he just for me he takes easy option Barry yeah yeah, I, I agree with that totally I just look yeah. at some of the new players I look a bit lost at this moment and think that, that's the best way I could describe it when I mean I watch every single Rangers game I can um, if I'm not there I watch it on the TV and that's what I'm looking at I'm looking at the, they need a bit of help and they need help quickly Paul Daniel, thanks for that call. The break is coming up. The news, and then we're back. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go! And I feel I can carry on. It's dis disappointing the way that we've started in the league. 
for sure. To up for us to lose three out of the first seven in the league is 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 not acceptable. We all know that. Uh, I think we're much stronger than what we're showing at this moment in time with the players we got out. And listen, we have another game on Thursday and away at St Mirren, and the international break gives us a good chance to sit and have a have a conversation. I think and. Uh, and think over everything. Well, I'm always talking to the hierarchy every single day, so uh, you know those conversations will continue. But it's it's fair to say that as a team at this moment in time, we have to do a lot better. That's me, my staff, and the players. We're all culpable after a result like that, which is is below what is expected. So obviously that was Michael Beale just after five on Saturday's conversation continued with the board yesterday, and then the announcement that he'd gone from the football club. Stephen Davis in charge. Um, interim basis and we'll find out who is going to be in charge the international break coming up and Barry Ferguson you were saying the first hour get to that break in 10 days time and then appoint a new manager yeah listen yeah. it's clear Devo and his staff will be in charge for Limassol and obviously St Mern on the, the, the Sunday um, and then I, th- I think in the middle of that following week I, I think Rangers should be looking at appointing the, the new manager Mark made a, a brilliant point during the first hour you get three or four you sit down with them, you absolute grill them, get through it, get to know them, and then you come up with your, your number one choice and hopefully that can get agreed quickly. And he can get into work and get at least, what, seven or eight days training in before the, the, the home game against Hibs at Ibrooks. And Mark, they need someone in around the football club, like a Graham Sunnis, who knows the football, knows the standards. You know, we're talking with Barry there just before it. People yeah. who know what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I think Graham Soonis is, is a shout to have a role. But another thing they've got to look at, and Paul, and we've said it in this show many times, and we've said that, you know, we've got Barry sitting beside us, and not just because he is sitting beside us, but um, you look at it now, and with the great respect to, to, to um, Stephen Davis becoming an interim manager, um, and the backroom team, and, and Alec Ray, and I, and I like Alec Ray, and yeah. I wish him all the best, but what they should have is a constant there. You know, somebody there that's got the credentials, that's, that, that's got the know-how of the club that's got the respect to the players and the fans and they know that if anything does happen like what happened in the past 24 hours with Michael Beale, they've got somebody there that they can trust to to, to step in and it's not a, a bit of panic and we've said that the last time it was Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and we said that when it was Michael Beale, they brought their own entourage their own backroom team there's another four, four or five having to be paid up yeah. it's a costly business um, so whether it's Barry and I'd love it to be Barry whether it's somebody else have someone that's going to be there um, that's going to know their role I'm happy to say whoever the manager is I'm going to support the manager whether it's as a number two or a number three or a number four I will support them and see if it doesn't go well I'm here I'm not looking to go away or do this or do that I'm going to be a support um, and that's something that they've got to they've got to look at Celtic have had that constant with John Kennedy you know, who's you know, he's been a constant. He's learned from different managers. How much better he must be now compared to what he was eight or nine years ago when when he was first given that role. So again, you're you're, you're possibly preparing for the for the future too. Um, so that's something that they've got to look at. That's got to be a real big picture that's taken into account. Paul, can it be a short term? There's got to be a big picture taken into account, and that's up to the leaders at the club, John Bennett, to go and set that example. And the background was, of course, earlier in the day, Celtic looked as though it was going to be, what, nil-nil. And then 1-0 Celtic, 87 minutes. Then 1-1 in injury time. And then 2-1 Celtic, Matt O'Reilly. Brendan Rodgers afterwards. 
Well, we'll hear from him later. Doesn't seem to be coming up there, Barry. Let's take a call. George is on the line. Hi, George. Too, too much Rangers stuff you're talking about. You forgot what the Celtic stuff is. <laughs> the Celtic end of the machine here just wasn't working. <laughs> it will be shortly. I George, think you're good evening. <laughs> How you doing, boys? All right. Hi, George. I was I was on a few weeks ago there, and I, I agreed with Barry. I've got to give the guy a chance, give him time. But um, I mean, after Saturday, in fact, twenty-five minutes into Saturday, I heard Mark saying there that it was a bit. The fans were a bit vicious and started probably the worst I've actually seen them. And by the way, it was a, it was before even the first goal was scored. I could see with uh, fans were getting on folks' backs and things like that. Um, it was just an absolute abysmal on Saturday. The whole thing was just abysmal. Uh, we didn't deserve to get anything out of the game. And they had, um, me personally, I think, and that was that was the point where I realised now nah, he's got to go. We're going to make a change here. But when you talk about bringing in who you've got to bring in, I can. Mark's just said it two seconds ago. It's easier for me to say it again. Barry sitting on the show, Mark's sitting beside him, but. Um, I, I, I think I think you need to go and chat with Dorbarry and ask a question because I'll tell you what's happened. We've lost the biggest uh, asset that Rangers have had over the years the last few managers because all I did today was pick up the phone to Walter Smith, uh, Walter Smith, God rest him, and that was a big, massive asset we had. We had a big, massive Rangers guy there who we could always look to the manager, could look to Stephen Gerrard done it, and a lot of Alex McLeish not done it in the past. We need somebody in there who's going to be a constant, like Mark just said there, if it has got to be Barry Ferguson or a Kevin Thompson or something like that, and we're talking about bringing in all these big managers and things like that. See, for me, I personally would go to, and I can, I can Mark said a few weeks ago, a few months ago, the next 15 months is massive in the uh, Rangers' history. So we, I, I think we've got to make the right decision now. Um, but right now, I think I would go and ask Alex McLeish to bring in a backroom staff, uh, maybe Barry Ferguson and Kevin Thompson, and see how that goes. Because I didn't honestly think we've got bad players there. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't think we've got bad players there. But I think I need a kick up the backside to, to remember them, who they're playing for and what the fans, uh, this club means to our fans um, for them to actually start playing games for us and winning games for us. Guys, who wants to take it? Barry? Yeah, but if we're just speaking about I, I think you've got to have a, an experienced head there and, and George mentioned look, the late, great Walter Smith. He, he was Stephen Gerrard for one. Used him. Picked up the phone. Asked him um, many um, bits of advice to give him many bits of advice about obviously being the, the Rangers manager um, obviously he's passed away we've just mentioned Graham Soonis George has just mentioned a, a manager like Alex McLeish as well so there is guys out there who have got the, the kind of experience and know-how um, but I do agree listen I do think there has got to be people round about the club that do know the standards and the expectations the traditions whatever it is you want to say or how you want to word it that need to be around the club Mark what do you think is going to happen I spoke to Alec McLeish today briefly I was at Hamilton races before coming here there's a big race for Serene Good the chairman who is 80 in the last few days but right. Alex was down he's off to Fulham against Chelsea there's a theme here lots of people are saying people with a real Rangers not just a tradition but have got a great record with Rangers should be involved yeah I mean what, what you have to do but I mean, George is saying there, you know, bring back Alex specifically. Are you, are you talking about is, is the head coach or the manager, George? Just, just as an old heed, Mark. Just as an old heed. If you're bringing in guys, so like, like in a Graham Soon, are you talking about like in a yeah. in a Graham Soon as well, like in a mentoring role rather than actual the lead man? Just summed up the state. Pack up the phone and say, what okay, you think but I get you. But okay, listen, I'm I'm very comfortable with that shout. I think that's a good shout. Um, but what what you got to do first and foremost? Uh, is get your manager because he's the most important guy at the club so get your short list dig deep a deep dive get them in sound people out right like Graham Soonis like Alan McLeish who are you hearing who's up and coming invite Graham Soonis on your interview process 
Half Graham soon as sitting there. That's a brilliant shout. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, have him sitting there with John Bennett and James Bisgrove and whoever else, and let Graham ask some football. Well, why questions. would you not tap into the expertise, expertise of these these guys? And do you know what? See if you pick up the phone and ask them. They'd butt here in a shot. They would be. Would you go on the panel what? if you were asked, Barry? Yeah, you would yeah. it. It's, it's your course. team. You would you would want to go and, and help in whatever way you could or can. Um, and I'm sure if you picked up the phone, a big. Big Red, I shouldn't say Big Red, Big Alec, <laughs> um, or, yeah. or uh, Graham Soonis. Listen, I have no doubt in my mind they'd be up here like a shot to try and help the the club get the right man to take the club forward. Because as I say, I don't think it can be one of these appointments to the end of the season or whatever. This has got to be in, through the door, and this is the, the period, the three, four, five years, move the club forward with the right people behind them. Um, so I, I'm seeing a way I'm actually interested to see how it pans out over the next seven or ten days first and foremost Dave has got to go and take the team which I think he'll go and do to the best of his ability I've no doubt he will um, but after that you need to get a guy who has still got a bit of experience but also hang on to these guys who have been at the club previously and managed the club and won trophies and know how um, know how it works Daniel, what would be your memories of Michael Bale? George. George, sorry. What's your memories of Michael Bale? I, I, I back the guy, Daniel. Don't start that. I, um, <laughs> I, I back the guy as much as I possibly could. I really, I really did. And, and it's because I, I never, ever, there's only ever been um, two managers I've wanted ready Rangers, and that's been Pedro Casino and Paul Glenn. And I didn't, I didn't want them. We didn't want them ready for like football and things. It was just some of the things I've done that argue me fans or hedges and things like that. And I heard Mark saying earlier on, when you actually put it into possess, possess, I can't get the word out, mm-hmm. but he's actually done all the time. I mean, stupid comments, arguing with uh, pundits and things like that. That's not a, a Rangers way uh, for me. And we got rid of Gio last year, who got us to a UEFA Cup final. Um, and I tried my hardest to defend them, but I, I was defending undefendable and end up. Yeah, as you see, at the end of the day, uh, Paul, it's actually quite sad, uh, seeing yeah. a way, because I, I don't like to see managers get sacked. Um, and especially a Rangers manager you're desperate for them to do well but I'm like George and I'm like many other um, Rangers fans and, and you've obviously seen the game as well come five o'clock when the, the whistle went I, I knew I did that I sat there and I thought that this can't go on yeah, it's no there's just no a good feeling about the place there needs to be a a, a different person to come in and try and lift the place and, and listen the board acted um, in the right manner I think they've done the right thing a few weeks ago give them that bit extra time because listen you went and let them go and, and get the players what was it nine new players yeah. so it was a, a fair rebuild yeah. and get that rid of clo- a few yep. allowed them to get rid of yep. you know Haji, Sakala yep. so there was a Cholak. fair rebuild during that close season and I just thought he deserved a bit of time but I wanted them to do well but after that game Paul I'll be honest with you I sat and I thought it's no. over yeah, yeah. There, was, there was no way back from and like I said, had they not sacked him yesterday, what was coming next was the fans would really have turned on the board. Yeah. That's what happens. Isn't that's it? that's what happens. And and if you and if you are going to keep a man in place who clearly is not up to the job, the evidence is there from the past eleven months. He's not up to it. Then you are sending a signal out to your supporters, to to the fans who plough in tens of millions of pounds every year, that we are willing to accept mediocrity. We are willing to accept second best to, to Celtic. Is that's the message you're sending out 
if you don't if you if you don't get rid of the guy that's that's in possession. George, any pluses for you from the team? Because they'll be listening to a lot of this today. What would you say to the players? Lots of them need to have a look at themselves. Some of them might not be good enough, but surely some of them are better than they've shown. Mm. Barry. So so yeah, so that enough, tells me yeah. you, you you think along the same lines as me. Uh, the down tools on the manager, Paul. Uh, well, that's kind of what it looked like to me. I think they, they did down tools. They weren't there, they weren't there buying them, but the manager was um, trying to get close to them. And the down tools, so definitely they need to have a look at themselves. And, uh, Mark just asked, I think it was Mark asked Barry the question there, would you sit on the, boat, uh, on the panel yeah. uh, for selecting a new manager? Mm-hmm. You didn't even need to ask that guy in, and that's the difference with a Rangers man, Paul. Mm-hmm. He would do absolutely anything for the club. And they guys in there didn't actually realise how lucky that they'd be playing with that club. James Tavernier, how long has he been the Rangers captain? I've done great for his early years and things like that. He's still a lucky, lucky guy to be at that club that length of time. So the only one that's um, for me um, done well right now is uh, Butland. And even the way he came out and spoke at the weekend, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So I think that he's got to make him a Rangers man, if I'm honest. See what you were just saying there, Paul. What is the positives? The positives is you're still in four competitions. That's the way I would look at it. Listen, yep, confidence is really low. They're not playing well at all. They're in a semi-final, a cup. They're in a, a Europa Groups um, league where I think they'll get out of No doubt the Scottish Cup are still in because obviously it's not started sure. and they're seven points behind Celtic. At this moment in time, there's only seven games went. Yeah. 31 still to go. 93 points to yep. play for. And I mean, technically, Paul, yeah. if you want to look at it, the, the the title is still in Rangers' hands because you win your three games against Celtic, then you you win if you're beating everybody else. So you know, technically, you're, you're not coming in to a lost cause. You know, you're not coming into a lost cause. You're coming in, if you can get it going and get it motoring. Then, uh, and if you're a top manager, and what top managers do is they don't moan right away. They go and embrace what they've got to work with, and they improve it. Yep. They go on the t- You remember when 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 you were talking about losing the dressing room. George has mentioned there maybe players down in tools so I can think back to, to 20 what one twenty two years ago when it started to go pear shaped for wee Dick at, at, at Ibrox Dick Avica yeah. remember so, it so, well so, yeah. so, so what happened Alec McLeish came in what happened we got a tune at you guys right away one two one and two Dick cups. went upstairs yeah and so he, he came in and it was just maybe a, a fresh voice yeah. new ideas even the Dutch guys embraced Alec coming in with, and Jan Wouter stayed on Andy Watson came in and there was a there was a new Lisa. So what you do when you're a manager is you don't come in and say, oh God, you know, I've got I've, I've I've got to work with this lot for three months. I can't do it until January. You say, No, this is what I've got. Sam Lammers, there's something in you. There's something in you become a player. My back four, I've got a right good goalkeeper. Sifuentes, there was another silly quote yeah. from the manager right away when he signed him. He'll take us to a new level, another level. You know, and then he doesn't play him against PSV and Celtic, two biggest games of the season. But there's clearly something there with Sifuentes. You know, so so you look at them. Danilo only gets back injured. Matondo's had a new lease of life. So, a new guy coming in, Paul. If you get the very best and some of the experience that's been running the block, you'll go and get a tune out of those He's guys. He's an interesting one, Sifuentes. I mean, I, I said I'd watched a lot of video of him, and I was excited. I just I'm looking at him just now, and I think he looks. I, I keep using the same phrase. He looks lost. That he doesn't know where to go in the pitch or whatever. But I do think there's a player in there. I do. But the new manager that comes in, you might get a kick out of them straight away. That That's what you've got to hope for. And this is where the Rangers board have got to be spot on. They'll sense that. They'll sense that when they're talking to or interviewing the managers that they, they believe can take the club forward. 
But George makes a good point. It's a good question, Mark. Normally, journalists we say, "Has he lost the dressing room?" Uh, it was his dressing room. Most yeah. of them, you know, nine of them brand new players. Yeah, Two it was others Michael from last Beale's season. Team. Yeah. yeah, you can't get away from that, yeah. Paul. It was Michael Beale's mm. squad and team. George, anything else? Uh, but one thing, one thing I would say for what Barry was saying the other night. Yep. Um, I mean, this guy's been coming into a team whose miles away behind, but we put out everything and things like that. I will had a horrible start to the season. We could beat after Kilmarnock and we could beat after our biggest rivals, and then we could beat on Saturday. But we're still no worse in the league. And I, again, this might be Mark Goodell will probably have a wee laugh here, but I still think we can go and win that league. And that's I genuinely, genuinely believe that. Maybe I'm a blue tinted glasses, but honestly, they saw a manager coming in. Yeah. You're still in the European Cup. You're still in the, everything and you've got a chance to win the league. That's a great job for anybody, Paul. That's George, a fantastic yeah. job for George, anybody. I'm three yards away, or three metres away, should I say, Mark, and he never laughed once. There you so, are. there you go. Yep. I was checking for you. <laughs> George, listen, thanks for calling. You normally say, I'm living the dream, doesn't he, George? Not at the moment, but he's still dreaming yeah, for success. So, listen, yeah. it's, listen, emotions are all over the place now, now for the, the Rangers fans, Paul. But listen, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to word it in any different way. It's just no. It's just not been good enough, Paul. When this new manager comes in, and I, I look at the squad, and there is some players that yeah. I like. I really like in like that squad. Sefuentes. Yeah, that, I mean, I've not seen enough. Of it. I, as I said, he just looks a bit lost. I like we Raskin. I've not seen that enough of yeah. we Raskin yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, Sterling supposedly a right good yeah. defender. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking to, to Jonathan Gould, who was a, the, the goalkeeper coach at Stoke. When Sterling was there, he's a really good player. Yeah. He's unbelievable pace. Yeah, he's an athlete, back, real you know, athlete. You know. Big Butland in goals. Listen, I've got to bonus with you. I, I knew they were signing a very good goalkeeper. I've been so impressed with him. Um, he's been even better than I, I thought. He's some of his saves. I like the type of character he is. He's out, he's demanding for the defenders and the, the players. And as I say, he went right up my estimations on Saturday. I, I really enjoyed that interview. It was just brutally honest. And that's what fans are no daft. Yeah, fans ain't daft. And I thought that interview summed up what he's done for Rangers over the last two or three months. Yeah. You can see he's not a bluffer. No, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick break, and then we're back. Brendan Rogers next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with. Barry Ferguson busy Barry Ferguson tonight Mark Guidi as well we haven't mentioned even all the other results at the weekend apart from Rangers and Celtic what about uh, St Mirren at the weekend then they got the draw so undefeated 1-1 at Kelly Hibs and Dundee 0-0 Ross County lose again Hearts winning 1-0 Alan Forrest his first goal of this year and St Johnson and Livy ending up 1-1. Lots of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. We promised we'd hear from Brendan Rogers, the Late Late Show, up there at Motherwell. Yeah, but listen, it was a brilliant win for us. The, uh, I thought we dominated the game. We just needed to have a wee, maybe a bit more quality around the box. You know, we got into a lot of really good areas and some of our play was good up until that and then maybe just missed the, the final pass. Um, and, and give credit to Motherwell because... They were deep and, and lots of bodies behind the ball, so we had to, to really work it. But the, uh, this club's history is built on fighting right to the end and 
scored so many late goals over the history and I think it was here we, we won 4-3 before and that was right up there with that so fantastic win for us and uh, yeah delighted for the players Mark yeah it was a big day for Celtic looked as though they were going to drop something yeah. good news for them on Hatate on Friday with the contract and mm. then Matt O'Reilly Saturday morning yeah you know, brilliant uh, 40 hours uh, for Celtic two key players um, signed up and uh, um, stretching the lead at the, at the top of the table over um, Rangers and um, St Mirren with a yeah. boat drop point. I mean, I, the, apart from Rangers losing to Aberdeen, I didn't see that coming. To be perfectly honest, um, and I was surprised that Hibs didn't beat Dundee. But credit to, to Tony Docker and his players for that one. But yeah, I, 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 just, I said Paul last Monday night that was on something. Is, I, I just saw something clicking for Celtic under Brendan Rodgers at Livingston um, on the Saturday. I just saw a real click for the first time. Um, even in his demeanour and then the way the team played and, and they've taken that into Saturday it wasn't a brilliant performance but it shows you what they're all about to go and score in the 95th, 96th minute whatever it was, 97th minute to go and get three valuable mm. points 98th minute was it 98th? <laughs> yeah but see that Blair Spittle goal that yeah. can deflate you you can start feeling sorry for yourself but Celtic done the opposite and that's the sign of a, a team that's got a real togetherness that, that's the difference at this moment in time Paul we with both of the the teams. Laurie is on the line. Good evening, Laurie. Uh, panel, good evening. Hey, Laurie. How are you uh, doing, Laurie? This evening, Paul. Yeah. I, I think that the, the Late Late Show of Fur Park obviously has been upstaged by the dramatic events that were to unfurl at Ibrox later in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but regarding the Celtic uh, Motherwell game, a uh, great advert for the Scottish uh, game, uh, both teams deserve a lot of credit. Celtic really have got a never-say-die attitude. It's fantastic. We play right to the whistle, uh, and that was demonstrated uh, once again. Uh, regarding the events later that, that day, I think it was probably the worst-kept secret that Michael Beale was walking the Green Mile. What I can not for the life me understand is uh, how even the most die-hard Ranger supporter uh, we are more of a football knowledge or even a scintilla of common sense, Paul, could ever have thought or dreamed that a managerial novice and rookie like Michael Beale uh, would have bested an experienced manager like Brendan Rodgers in his pursuit of the title. I'd like to ask Barry uh, his response to my point regarding that. Barry. In terms of Michael yeah. Beale again, up against Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you can say what you want to say about Brendan. Brendan Rogers is a top manager. A top, top manager. And you can see now, um, I see a difference in him the last couple of weeks. What difference from the last time? The difference is, uh, at the start of the season, I was unsure whether... I looked at, not that he didn't want to be here, but I, I was unsure had he made the right decision to come back. But now you're, you're, you're seeing where he, his team now are starting to motor a wee bit and, and play better stuff. Listen, you can't knock that the guy is a, a top-class manager and a coach. And he, he clearly makes players better. And I think he'll make this Celtic team better. And that's the problem that Rangers have got at this moment in time. Michael Beale come up, had 25 games. Or I don't even think it was around about 20 or 25 games for QPR as, as manager. And he was up against one of the most experienced managers that's about. And I think Rangers need to... You're down that route, Paul, an experienced manager, somebody who's been about and had a number of games under their belt because I think I only think Celtic are going to get stronger. I, I firmly believe that. I do. They've still got a few players to come back. 
I still think a few players have to hit top for him watching them. But one thing you, you, you can say about the Celtic team is, um, Laurie just says it, I never say die attitude. It's easy, I've been in teams where they've scored with the last kick of the ball yeah. and then you're thinking, right, it's a point. But no, they go straight up the park and and get that, that vital winner. Um, and listen, the Celtic fans were absolutely delighted. Was I delighted? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it made my, my Saturday yeah. even worse. But yeah, I think Rangers need to make sure they get this appointment right because um, across the water, Celtic have got a, a top-class operator. Mark, a scintilla of common sense that the Rangers fans would have hope with a new manager coming in at that point, what, 11 months ago. And you also hope the custodians of your football club have the common sense. They've looked into the market. Because Celtic, Laurie's club, three years ago, most people didn't know who Ange Postacoglu was. Mm. But the club had done their homework. I mean, he was experienced. Yeah. yeah. The amount sure. of games. Yeah. I mean, we never knew anything about Postacoglu. Oh, it was sure. Big Oz, Craig yeah. Moore. That's right. It says, then you go on and you look. The guy had managed for 25 years. Yeah, take this deal to a World Cup. Yep. Yeah. And Oz did say on yeah. this show, he will run Celtic close. And remember, Laurie, there was a 25-point gap just a few months That's before. Right. So, but My point about yeah. Postacoglu is people are mentioning Kevin Muscat. Mm, he's a new man. He's No, he's been a manager for 10 or 11 years. He's got the experience in Australia. He's went to Japan and managing Postacoglu's old team and getting them um, to a, a league title win. So it'll be interesting to see what... what uh, Rangers come up with Mark can I ask you on Celtic what are you thinking what did you think watching on Saturday then just for Laurie the, 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 the about, 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 yeah yeah brilliant yeah. I mean you think of Greg Taylor's cross um, the, I mentioned it the finish by Matt O'Reilly but like I said the, the, the previous Saturday made me think that okay that, this is this is going to work for Celtic this is going to work under Brendan Rodgers and, and Barry's point I think spot on as well Celtic are only going to get get better I don't think Brendan Rodgers has really got got the players that he desired this window, but he'll work with them and he'll improve them as all top coaches do. But I think that there'll be there'll be more of an onus to get a couple of ready-made players in um, in January, whatever positions he identifies. So, yeah, I think Celtic will get better. And Paul, you know, Rangers fans will will not want to hear this, but the the reality is, whoever Rangers get in, it's a hell of a task. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a task to go and overturn Celtic. It's not impossible. But over 38 games to become the league champions, which ultimately is what, is, is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, you, you look at Celtic, I think Celtic, they've got an outstanding manager in place. They've got a better squad in place, a more settled squad. They've got a squad that's got a much higher market value should you need to sell. They've got, I don't know, whatever it is, 50 million more in the bank. 70. Whatever it may be. 70 more million more uh, well, in the 70 bank. 70 million, I don't know how yeah, much more, more that so, is, yeah. Whatever it is, 40, yeah. 50, 60 million more yeah. in the bank. Um you've got you know, Champions League money coming etc et so yeah. there's all that, that, that that's up against it so it makes it a really tough task but let's like say whoever comes in don't get involved in looking across the city like Michael yeah, Beale tried to do focus on your own club focus first of all for the next three months improving your players and getting the best out of them I think the other thing Barry I don't know if you agree but I think as well part of the problem with the Rangers fans they couldn't see an identity with the Rangers team yep. they couldn't see a style of play or it certainly wasn't a style of play that was fitting with the players because you should have been getting better out of them. So, you know, I, I don't know what you think about that, but go and, go and get a style of playing and an identity that you know. On, on a Saturday, you turn up and you know what you're, yeah, what you're going I, to see. I think the new manager will need to come in with a new philosophy, what way he's going to play, how he's going to structure it. And I, watching Rangers over the last 
four or five games, Paul, I have struggled. There's been players that I've says I've used the word lost. Sifuente like, yeah. has come in. He's a central midfielder. He's a number eight. I, I'm I'm struggling to see what position is best for him. So listen, the new Rangers manager has got a huge task in his hand because I look at Celtic and I still don't th- think Celtic are playing great. But you can see there's improvements each game. Watched the game last week against Livingston down to 10 men and I, I thought they coasted it when they went down to 10 I thought they were Looked actually like better didn't it? Yeah. I did and then obviously the game at the weekend you're going to a real tough place and Muddle let's be honest Stuart, Stuart Kettlewell's got a good Muddle team there sure. they're doing brilliant stuff and to come back the last kick of the ball it tells you what type of characters are also at Celtic are in that Celtic team as you know that's what you were. That's what you are. That's what you need. Back to Laurie in a second. Brendan Rodgers said, yeah, it was late, but uh, we found a way. Yeah, I just think they, that ability to keep going, um, you know, you, you're going to have to do that, especially against teams that are in deep and, and tight. And like I said, um, Stuart's team was very well organised and, and made it difficult for us. But you have to find a way, and the players did that today. And the goal? Yeah, he probably would have come off, but uh, when he realised that... Uh, with no more subs left, he soldiered on and he puts in a brilliant ball and Mattarelli's finish there was, was sublime really. You know, he's, uh, he's really arriving into the areas, his timing's good and uh, that was a massive goal for him. Yeah, Greg Taylor back on form. Laurie, Lazio, during the week, what are you thinking? Can you turn I it back into... I win the game. Yeah? Uh, I'd like to finish, uh, Paul, if I may. I'm conscious of time, so I'll keep it brief. No, you're all right. Uh, I'd like to reference... <laughs> Wait, hold on, here's Barry. Barry yep. No, I you've like got plenty of time, Laurie. You can stay on. <laughs> OK. Barry, uh, it was most enthralling and entertaining to hear the last instalment <laughs> in the sideshow uh, between yourself and the Rangers scholar, yep. Derek. <laughs> it seems to me that Derek, who's a Bruno that skis you a harder time, and me or any of the Celtic supporters do. I know, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. But listen, I can, deal with, I can deal with it, Laurie, I can deal with it. Oh, I know you can. I know you can, Barry. You're up for it. I heard you the night. And uh, I just uh, want to mention the big man, Mark, sitting next to you there. <laughs> uh, him and I have been trading thoughts in football for the best party two decades. And I never thought I'd see the day where Mark, very intrepid, usually, of course, Takes no prisoners, pulls no punches. Actually, in the role of mediator and arbitrator, <laughs> earlier in the night, coming between you. <laughs> I never thought I would have saw that day, big man. Uh, I prefer it, Laurie. Uh, I prefer it. Uh, he's my big mucker. <laughs> I was trying to get Laurie to talk about Lazio. Right, Laurie, Cheers, Laurie. Laurie, yeah. sorry, just yeah. well, Laurie's on to as well. You'll, you'll be chuffed for Alec Ray, being a Denison boy. Laurie get, get, in, get, getting in for Ali yeah. times, uh, in the yeah. Lady Bell, I used to frequent my, yeah. uh, my local warren hole here uh, in Duke Street uh, <laughs> Alec, Alec, nice guy down to earth yeah. and the funny thing is uh, although he gets a reputation uh, about a mega balloonist which of course he is uh, as is uh, Barry one of his best pals as you will all know yeah. is Big Davy Farrell yeah. uh, who was a Celtic supporter and of course played for Hibs and Thistle mm-hmm. many years ago a lot yeah. of people don't know that so yeah. Alec, yeah, although he's a blue nose, his best pal uh, is Big Davy, uh, and I think Big Davy still stays at Denison as well. Yeah, he's got the Hackney. You always see Davy. That's right. All right, yeah. Mark, you up to date with events with Laurie in the East End of Glasgow? <laughs> no, do you know yeah. my problem is uh, Mark comes in and defends me. <laughs> 
Where's my meal Annie's on me well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're big enough <laughs> To defend yourself <laughs> So I was listening Waiting Because Yeah If you throw the sponge in He's not happy Laurie I can assure you And he didn't need it Right here's from Brendan Rogers. He was asked about the Lazio game Yeah very much so I thought we acquitted ourselves Really well In the first game Up until we get the men sent off But Champions League European football at Celtic Park's a really, really special night, the emotion, and that'll really help the players. But now we've got to recover, we've got to analyse where we can be better today, and then we'll go into that game and with support, you know, look to really attack the game. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face to face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. This has been the quickest of quick two Oof. hours. Still uh, 10, 11 minutes or so to go. Barry Ferguson, mm-hmm. Mark Weary. We might squeeze in another one or two calls. 0808 17 17 700. It's been quite a weekend, Barry. Uh, lots of calls tonight. Um, everyone's saying it was time to go. Some of them thought they should have pulled the, the trigger yeah, earlier. Well, which I'm fight. Everybody's yeah, got sure. entitled to their own opinion, Paul. I have, I have no problem with that. My opinion was, I thought... Michael had to be given a bit more time because of the simple fact as he had rebuilt the squad and, and spent a, a fair chunk of money on it. Um, but clearly it's not worked out and Rangers have made the decision and, and as I said, after watching on Saturday, I think it's the right decision. I don't like seeing managers lose their job, especially Rangers managers, but I think the time was right and I'm sure over the coming days, the Rangers board and the chairman, John Bennett, will be sitting down and making sure they, they get the correct man to take Rangers forward. Mark, the record book, sorry, will show 42 games in charge. This is competitive games. They drew four. They lost eight. A win rate of 71%. But in Glasgow, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and funny, most of those wins, have, most of those defeats, Paul, have come this season. We're only, you know, of course, 10 yeah. weeks in. Um Had the... If we just go back and it's all, yeah. Listen, do you know what? It's okay. old news. It's totally sure. irrelevant. But had... Had um, the Rangers board, you know, sacked uh, Michael Beale, say after the Celtic game on, on September the 3rd, then, you know, they, they could have been accused of pulling the trigger too quickly. Michael Beale could have said, oh, you know, you sacked me three, four games into the season. They've given them a, a good bit of time. And when you lose three games and, and you're opening seven league games, the writing's on the wall. So I don't think that, you know, whatever you hear from Michael Beale, if he does the, the media or starts trying to get back involved, that he can say, I wasn't given enough time, I wasn't given a fair chance. That can't be levelled at the Rangers board. They did give him uh, a fair chance and now it's time to move on and it's all about who the next man is, is going to be and, and I think to do it properly, Paul, it's a crucial appointment. Go and get three or four guys, sit down with them in depth. What are they going to do? What do they know about the club? Kind of signings? What kind of budgets? Look at their record in proven players. Have they won um, titles? Have they won cups? How are they going to represent your football club? How do they handle the media? And by the way, we kind of stumbled onto the point tonight. But John Bennett, James Bisgrove, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be leading it up. But go and bring in one or two football yeah. men. Go and bring in one or two football men, whether they sit in an interview process or you bring them in separately and say, what have you heard? Is there somebody that we are missing? You know, why, you, why wouldn't you? I'm just exactly, about Paul. You know, you know John ex- Bennett, great exactly. in business. Yeah, James Bisgrove's been well, really why, good Why would you not tap yeah. into guys that wouldn't about? You don't need to take yeah. their advice yeah. or their recommendations on board, but go and listen to what. Yeah, just get their opinion. Yeah. yeah, get their opinion. It could be invaluable because these yeah. guys have been about a long time. They've managed at the highest level. Yeah, they know Rangers as a football club inside out. So 
yeah, I, I'm sure I, I would be surprised if they they wouldn't pick up the phone and and ask these type of guys like a McLeish and like a Sunis their on their opinions of what they think Rangers need as a football club going forward. He'd be one. Like for example, Paul, there's two names down south. Yeah. Right. Um, Frank Lampard and Scott Parker. Right. That's just two names. Whether they're in the frame or not, there's two names for you down south. You go and ask people in the game who's who's the better at the two of them who'd be more suited to work for me Frank Lampard CV isn't he great but has he been unlucky or should yeah. he be discarded Scott Parker brilliant gets Bournemouth out has he got it in him to go and handle with the manager but go and ask all these questions as well as sitting down with these guys in, 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 in front of you Just, they've got to be so diligent Paul don't leave any stone um, unturned because if this one if they don't get this appointment right then it's it's on them Michael Beale, his final interview with Sky after the game, uh, he considered it's just not good enough, it's terrible. Yeah, but just defend the set play and going at half-time 0-0 and there's no harm done, you still have 45 minutes to, to continue in the same way and, and create chances and score them and, and ultimately we shot ourselves in the foot. We've not defended a set play and the boys had a chance to tap the ball in from maybe three yards out. It's not good enough and... And that's where the disappointment is because we can see the first two goals off a set plays today, which is extremely poor from us. Overall, Barry, you said, but it doesn't matter. You have to take your chances. That happened too often. Yeah, they had chances. Yeah. There's no doubt to, to take that lead. But when you become a bit frustrated that you're not in the lead, that, that, that's what you need people in the team to bring a bit of calmness and make sure that, right, listen, if things are not going as well as we want them to go, we can handle the situation and I just felt during the game watching it after the, the dominant 20 minutes they had at the start of the game as the game went on the first half went on I'm sitting watching it and thinking I, I think Aberdeen are starting to creep into this um, and that, that, that's, that must be the that would have been the worrying thing for obviously the manager at the time and the, the, the fans in the stadium but the goals Paul my god the, the first goal is yeah. just basic they be your man look sometimes you're going to get beat but don't give him a free chance don't give him a free um, tap in from three yards or a free header whatever it is don't allow and I don't care if you're as, as I mentioned at the start of the show height yep they've got an advantage but you make sure you give it everything to make sure he doesn't get a clear attempt on goal and then the second half I just felt I just felt Aberdeen were in control of the situation which is um, is no right in my opinion. I'll be honest with you. Just even with Scott Wright getting sent off, I don't think that would have made a any impact. Was there any VAR controversy? G A R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning, experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance. Barry, I'm guessing no, there wasn't any. Did it make any difference? Yeah, Aberdeen's first goal was a foul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there was nothing really yeah. at the weekend, was there? No, it was down south, not oh, in Scotland. There wasn't anything. But that's... so, Mark, what's your take on that then? So the Liverpool goal that was chalked off, and they're now saying, yeah, the the communication was wrong between oh. the VAR and the official because it was yeah. clear it was onside. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's an embarrassment. That's the 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 biggest one that I think we've seen in. European football, UK football since it's been brought in. Um, and it was just a case of somebody taking ownership and just flagging up and saying, whoa, 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 hold on. The free kick is not the right decision. Why is the ball not in the centre circle for a goal to Liverpool? Hold on. 
hold up, communicate. Um, but um, somebody's not taking ownership of it. Somebody's not um, had, uh, you know, within them to go and actually just stand up and, and alert the referee because it's an absolute howler. And, and you know, Liverpool are going for a title. This isn't a nothing game. Liverpool are going for a title. It puts them one goal up. Spurs may well win it or whatever, but um, that's a major boot. And it just shows you, Paul, for all VAR and for all technology, sometimes the biggest problem can be still human beings that are, that are in control of it. And it needed somebody, Barry, who would step up and say, no, look, I'm sorry, that is a goal. <laughs> I think Mark summed it up perfectly. It was an absolute shocker, a decision. Um, the goal should have stood. Would it have made a difference? Who knows, but Liverpool get the lead. And what goals do? It breeds confidence. So it could have been a, a, a difference in the game, but yeah, the, the decision, wow. Wow. I know. Remember Man City just pipping Liverpool, what, two seasons before? Mm. And if you look back and you think, gosh, that should have been mm. well, at least a, a, a point for Liverpool could have made the difference. Or can you imagine if it's at the bottom of the table and you get relegated? Yeah, and the difference in, in, in mm. terms of finances, Paul. Yeah. And it costs people jobs. Mm. Managers get sacked. Mm. Um, clubs lose an absolute fortune. So they, they need to really sort it out, if I'm being honest. Liverpool won't have the best, will they? G-A-R, the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance. Yep, Liverpool not letting it go. They said that they're looking at matters, aren't they, Mark? Whatever that means. You can't change a result, though, can you? you no, can't. no, but you... What you do, you you need to put pressure on so that something like that doesn't happen again. You know, it's just it's not good enough, um, Paul, at that kind of level. And you could see Dermot Gallagher, um, you know, he was embarrassed, uh, exasperated, said his most difficult working afternoon in, in all his yeah. years in the in refereeing. It was a proper howler. And uh, that name, Ange Postacoglu again, though second top of yeah. the table, Man City yeah, losing at the weekend. But what about yeah. the uh, the job Ange is doing? It's incredible. Um, Paul, I know it's still early doors and only seven, eight yeah. games in, but you know, it looks like Spurs are going to be there to stay. And you would imagine they'll only get better the longer they work with them. Players can stay uh, away from injury. He'll go and improve the squad in January. But like I said, since the start of the season, the summer, the one thing he'll have that will really benefit Spurs and him is no European football. Just mm-hmm. focusing Saturday to Saturday, getting three or four good sessions in every week and uh, the, the longer the season goes on uh, Paul they'll reap the rewards of that Back up here in our own championship it was a big weekend for Dundee United 4-1 win over Queen's Park uh, Wraith Rovers your tip Barry 2-1 at Air United they bounce back well and big Duncan Ferguson 3-2 win for him at uh, Gayfield uh, did, yeah. did you see him? Did you see the yeah. video with the yeah. fans? Brilliant <laughs> He's right over giving it all sorts Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. That's just pure passion oh, they loved it didn't yeah, they yeah, yeah. I, I love seeing that love yeah. seeing that Airdrie a great win for them at Morton yeah. I tell you what window. what a job Reese McCabe what a job Young he's Reece. done and Patrick Thistle 3-0 against Infermland that was a big win as well yeah that was a great yeah. win for Thistle and Falkirk what a run they're on yeah. let's hope Stephen McGinn's back soon but a big win for them and Aki's also Barry doing well so yeah, big 5-0 win. Friday yep. night Friday night yep, against Arnold Athletic yep, yep. Um, yeah, they, they need to get back up into the championship, the old Aggies. <laughs> a good chance, haven't they? This John season? Rankin's doing yeah. well. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, the table finished um, the Michael Beale era like this. Celtic after seven games, 19 points, plus 12. St Mirren, 15 points, plus four. Rangers in third spot, 12 points, 
plus five. Then Hearts, along with Motherwell on ten, Hibs and Aberdeen on eight, Kilmarnock, Dundee and Livy on seven, and Ross County on seven, second bottom, and then St Johnson on three. St Mirren, you mentioned it earlier, Mark. Would they be disappointed just to get one point? Uh, you know, maybe, but well, I think going to, rub, going to rugby park's yeah. a good result, Paul, all, all things considered. You know, it's just the, the standards that St Mirren um, uh, have got. But I mean, I think the goalie's letting them down at the opening goal. He's got to go and deal with that. You know, Brad yeah. Lyons has got yeah. in. Yeah. Um, you know, the goalkeeper's got to go and command and, and, and dominate that. Yeah. Um, so that that would be a disappointment for Stephen Robinson. But they've got back in. It was an own goal. Um, but no, I think for any club. To, to go to Kilmarnock and, and, and get a point you know I wouldn't be um, too disheartened with that and Barry what about Hibs Dundee I don't think anyone thought that was going to be nil-nil it's the story of the keepers David Marshall a great save but my goodness Trevor Carson a, a phenomenal performance yeah yeah it was a tally uh, both goalkeepers especially the Dundee keeper um, Trevor Carson um, I, I really fancied um, Hibs to win that game but you've got to give away team credit they defended really well Tony Dock's got them really well set up um, I would imagine a lot of people fancied them to really struggle this year but I think they've had a steady start to their Premier League campaign Hearts on the way back 1-0 at Ross County Alan Forrest a rare goal for him I think it's the first of this year and St Johnson and Livy 1-1 Mark so yeah it always kind of struck as a game that was going to be really really tight uh, maybe a share of the, the spoils it's certainly the 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 penalty kick uh, was was a controversial um, one. Um, the red card was a wee bit unlucky as well for Liam Gordon. But um, I think both teams, toiling one of them really needed to twin to, to help themselves. But maybe both managers on the balance of play would be well. At least we didn't lose. Mark, well, both of you said the other day, why were these games not on telly? No live game on Sky on Saturday. I think probably because of the Ryder Cup being on. But Mark, how big is that win for Celtic? What's your feeling now, Lazio? Uh, on Wednesday yeah, and then St Mirren so what are you feeling ahead yeah of I think Celtic are yeah. getting going well I mean, midfield three O'Reilly, Hitati and McGregor really starting to complement um, each other too um, still you know suspect at the back but they're, they're doing the best with what they've got which is all you can do Joe Hart will be back um, on Wednesday night Celtic supporters there Champions League night's brilliant I think Celtic will sneak it Lazio have lots of injury problems I see Maurizio Sarri complaining about various things. I think Celtic can go and win 2 1 on Wednesday night, Paul. Okay. They lost in the San Siro to Milan at the weekend. Yeah, they're struggling. They're sitting 15th, seven games, seven points. Um, I've seen so. Celtic, you, you've got to go. Listen, you, you can tell their confidence is low. So you're, you're at home, you're at Celtic Park under the lights, 60,000 fans behind you. Get right at them straight away, and um, you never know what could happen. They're signing more players, as in re-signing, which means if they do go, which probably they will, that's the model, the O'Reilly's, the Hitati's or whoever, they'll get bigger. Well, they're going to get top dollar for them. Indeed. Final thoughts then, Barry, in the last minute to go that uh, Michael Beale has gone. You did say a couple, a couple of months ago after the Celtic game, a month ago, he can't afford to lose anything. No, no. Um, and, and I thought the Rangers board did the right thing, Paul, if I'm being honest, and give them a bit more time. But clearly, um, after the performance and result at the weekend, um, it was the right decision um, to relieve him of his duties. And now Stephen Davis is in place. I think he'll bring a bit of calmness and restore a wee bit of pride as well. And Mark, listening to you tonight and many of the callers, they were saying that get somebody on the panel that knows the football well. Abari, 
a Graham Souness, really senior person that really knows the club and it's a brilliant record with the club in, in the decision making on the new manager. Tap into the people that want to help the club and to the people that have knowledge about the game of football. That's what you've got to do and then employ the best that you possibly can. Make him the highest paid man the club. If it means you, you need to go and give him 50 grand a week, go and give him 50 grand a week. Go and get somebody that's experienced that's been round the block because ultimately you've got to go and win trophies. No more rookies. It's a time for experience. Barry, we'll get your uh, predictions for Rangers on Thursday and Celtic on Wednesday night. On Wednesday, we'll see you then. Tomorrow Cheers, night, Craig Moore is We've going to be here. for a cup of tea and a couple of paracetamol. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> You'll need that tomorrow night because it's Craig Moore and Peter Grant. We're on at five. Thank you, Mark. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.